Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of how to become next on scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on my amazing guests, I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your week started that you definitely can incorporate into self-care. And my guest today is so inspiring, so multi-talented, but I have to just share one thing that totally stood out to me. And it's really the power of validation when it comes to showing up online. If you are not feeling confident in how you're showing up, other people are going to feel that energy. So it's really important in all aspects, and she deep dives into this on such an interesting topic that ties into this as well, but it's so important that you feel good from within and it will attract the right people and opportunities into your life. And once that flows, the opportunities are endless. So I think that this can be used in all aspects of your life, marketing, what we're going to talk about with fashion and your personal brand of how you dress and all the things with your diet, with how you feel on the inside, all the things. So I'm really excited to bring my amazing guest today. We have the owner and creator of Good Robin Co., Jennifer Kassara, back on the podcast. She inspires us about all the amazing things she's doing and so much more. Stay tuned for Jen. ups, the downs, and all the in-between, what it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene, everybody. I am so excited to be back here with the amazing Jennifer Kassara, the owner and creator of Good Robin Co. Today, we're going to talk about you are your brand in what you wear. And we're going to talk about fashion marketing and all these awesome. So Jen, for our audience who does not know you or is listening again, can you reintroduce yourself to all of us? Of course, Chris. And thank you so much for having me back. Oh, just make a smile. <laughs> so, um, so my background's in fashion um, and on the buying side. I, um, I hate to say it, but I've been in this business for over 30 years. Um, so thank you, Botox. But yes, I've been in the business for over 30 years and I just have a passion for product. I love um, I love seeing what resonates with people and helping people, especially with good robe, like just helping them to figure out what looks best on them and what makes them shine. Um, so I was with Lord & Taylor for years. That was actually my first buying corporate job was with Lord & Taylor in New York, which was amazing. And then from there, I moved up to Massachusetts and I stayed within May Company and I worked with Filene's, um, but that's also the home of Filene's Basement. So they are still around, but they are only online now, I just found out, which I didn't even know that they were still around, but they're the off-pricer. So that was really fun, like going and trying sort of like your TJ Maxx, like trying to find a deal in New York and the whole, and negotiating. I've always been a fan of Filene's Basement, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty pleasure. Such a fun job because it's very entrepreneurial because you were sort of in control of your area and you were like moving and grooving, like making deals, finding cool stuff, finding new people. And um, so that's where I think I really was like, okay, I need to be an entrepreneur. Like I need to do this. And um, so from there, I opened my own stores. Um, they were Bella and Bella's Closet. We had four locations in Massachusetts. And the Bella piece was all, see, because I can't decide, like it was all home and gift and baby and, you know, accessories. 
And then I had Bella's closet, which was the clothing piece. And that's where we had our fashion. You know, we had Diane von Furstenberg. We had a denim bar with like page denim. Like we had very cool, very cool stuff. And so I did that for seven years. And then I had the opportunity to go work at the paper store, which is, you know, if you're in Massachusetts and actually now they're in quite a few states, that was amazing. And so I went there and then I ended up being the DMM of fashion. So I oversaw the fashion department and the jewelry department. And I was really good about like doing the catalog layout, picking all the catalog product, working with the buyers on their buys, um, but then also doing a lot of product development for the fashion department. And that's really where I fell in love with this idea of creating product because so many people create product. And I think a lot of time it's an artist, like the designer is very much an artist. And I feel like I was coming at it from also the wearability side and how to make it more flattering. And I always felt like we were altering all these designs because the designers weren't really designing it to help women look their best. And come 2017, I was like, you know what? There's not a lot of great basics out there. There's not a lot of places where I can go and get like my core essential pieces. And that's where I came up with Good Robe & Co. Amazing. Amazing. And also you just came out with an incredible jewelry line with Periwinkle with where you are now, right? Can yes. You yes. yes. Okay. So I'm very big on sentiment. I'm kind of goofy. And we just launched, um, this was my baby. We just launched, uh, it's called Beach Blessings. And it's all beach icons, but each icon has a special meaning. And you can do them in silver or gold, but we have 16 different icons. And, you know, they're a great gift. But of course, I bought a couple for myself. Um, and you can layer them. And they're very cool. And they've been doing so well. But uh, it's all because for years, I love sentiment jewelry. And there hasn't been a lot of newness in that in a while. And my current company also does coastal really well. So it was fun to kind of merge the two and do some coastal sentiment. But now we're moving on into the everyday piece. And fun fact, I got to write all of the copy for the sentiments. I get to do that again. It's a little painful. But I do, I do enjoy it. That's like, but that's like inspirational. It's like fun. I feel like that's fun, even though it's time consuming. Right? It is. It is. And then you get it done. And I think of it as if if I, if somebody were to give me this heart necklace, like what would I want them to say to me? You know, like what would what would I want to hear? What would what would impact me? And so it's it's fun to do that. I love that. And also, so you didn't even share, but you're the VP of marketing and sales for Perry Winkle Jewelry. Yes. Yes. That's yes. job. And then after hours, you designs your own line, which is so cool. Okay. So now let's tie in like about like you are your brand, what you wear, right? So what are things that people should consider when it comes to dressing their part? It's, I mean, I am somebody, you know, like we're working on my business. I was just going to laugh at you. Like, <laughs> like we're working on my skills. I'm getting there, you know, but I, I like to speak from experience. So I would love for you to show no, it. I love it. And I, I think it didn't click for me right away. So like, I always loved fashion and I loved it as an expression. And, and I agree with this, getting inspiration from trends and things like that. When I was younger, I kind of just like followed every trend. Um, I should show you pictures of me when I thought I was Madonna in high school. So I, you know, I would follow these trends. And then 
what would happen is season after season, I would get rid of product or I would have things in my closet that I never wore. And what I realized is that, and, and I think people struggle with this in their own life. You need to figure out your path and then you need to be discerning and following. So for me, the, the light bulb moment, I was in um, California and we were um I think we were in Sonoma and we were in a shop and the shop was so me. Like it literally had like all my favorite brands, all these things. And, and it was such um, a bit sophisticated, clean, but a little personality. Like I always, my stuff is pretty much, I would say classic with a little personality. Like this is a great shirt, but I have to have the poofy sleeves. Like I need something. And so I'm in the store. It dawned on me how much of my wardrobe wasn't that. And it's because you go shopping. And I always say it's like when you go food shopping, if you don't have a list, right? You go out and you're like, oh, look at these cucumbers. Oh, cheese, I can make a cheese plate. And as you eat like a bag of chips as you walk through and you make all these non-intentional decisions. And I feel like most people's wardrobes are non-intentional. To become intentional, it needs to be like, how do I want to show up in the world? What empowers me? What makes me feel my best? What makes me feel good? And I, I wasn't, I, I was in it for years and I wasn't doing it. And so until I kind of had a blueprint for myself where I, and anytime that I saw an outfit and I was like, oh, that's really cute. Like this cowgirl outfit. Like today, that's the thing is when we're like, today we're going to be a cowgirl. Tomorrow we're going to be bohemian. You're like, we're going to change it all up. And we're going to like, you know, always do all these different things. Until I finally said, this is my lane. And when I saw things that were cute, I'd be like, is that in my lane? Or is it me being aspirational or just falling in love with that, you know, outfit that the designer put together? And do I have a life to support that outfit? And as soon as you start doing that, it's sort of like, you know, how they say protect your space with friends and people. And like, they're, you, you know, you like all these people, but some of them, they're not good for you. Like they're energy suckers, they're whatever. And you kind of have to make that boundary. You have to do that with fashion. You have to. You have to say, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. These specific pieces look good on me. And if it's outside of that scope, I'm going to try not to do it. I'm going to try to stay away from it. And if you can be more discerning and you can be more intentional about it, you're going to find that you wear so much more of your wardrobe. I love it. So this is clearly, I mean, people people who don't know, but why we started good, right? Because you wanted to create intentional, staple pieces that people could repurpose multiple ways, right? These were the pieces in my closet that I've had for like 15, 20 years. That's what was the impetus. I based it on all those pieces. I am not joking. Like my blazer was fashioned after a James. So James jeans does jeans, but one season they did suiting. And I always talk about this because her suiting was amazing. I don't think they, I think they did it like one season. My favorite pants, my favorite jacket. And all I did is I updated it and tweaked it a little bit, you know, for the line. But I was like, okay, I love that blazer. It actually had a little bit of this ruching before this hot ruching thing became a thing. And I always just, it's a little bit more subtle and it just gave it a little bit of a personality. So, you know, all these pieces that inspired me that I kept going back to or, you know, you know, those days where you have like, you're running late and you want to throw something on and you don't have time to play around. Like these were the items 
that I was like, okay, I know I'm going to put them on and they're going to look great. And that was the foundation. I wasn't seeing them out there. You know, I was seeing the cowgirl outfits. I was seeing the bohemian outfits. I was seeing the Barbie core. I was seeing, I am like your anti-fashion fashionista. I love love the phrase. Hilarious. A hundred percent. Because you know what? You have to know the difference between theater and enjoying it and reality, right? Like I love to see me a, a, a really tall, slim woman without a shirt on and just a really long blazer and a, you're not wearing it. You're not doing, but what, what you are going to do is you're going to, you're going to need a blazer that's going to give you shape and that's going to give you a little personality and that's going to hit you at exactly the right place to make it more flattering. You know, a lot of models don't necessarily need a lot of help. They're slim or they're, t- you know, whatever. And real people need a little, need a little help. <laughs> Not only true. I mean, you're speaking to the choir. <laughs> you're speaking to somebody who understands exactly what you're talking about. I mean, and I struggle because there's so many more people out there pushing trends, pushing, you know, this color is hot this season. It's great that red is hot this season. That's wonderful. But if you don't look good in red and you don't feel good in red, who cares? True. True. I don't care. The only time I care, I do like me a good gaucho pant. I am going to say that. Like, I like, they're not necessarily flattering on me. But I have a thing for them. So when gauchos are in, I might go a little crazy and buy a few more because I know I might not see them for another six years. But other than that, who cares? I used to, you know, you know, I do makeup too. So I would do makeup and people would come and they'd sit down. They go, what color looks great on me? Well, there's a whole palette of colors that are going to look great on you. What resonates with you? Because I can tell you, Jackie, you're going to look great in this fuchsia pink lipstick. And if you are not a fuchsia pink lipstick girl, it does not matter. So who cares that Barbie core is in? I, I don't know. Because I think there's so many stigmas around like you have to dress this way because it's a trend. You have to wear this makeup because it's a trend. Like media, unfortunately, like pressures all of these things, right? So they you think you're being like, wrong. You're like, oh my God, I'm wrong because I'm not trying. No. Do you know how many compliments I get on how I dress? And I wear the same things over and over and over. And I, but it's true to me. I'm comfortable in it. It's still fashionable. Uh, My range of clothing, even though my closet is quite big, my range of clothing that I wear is really very focused. Um, I might have multiple like peplum like shirts. I might have multiple. I have probably 10 blazers. I like blazers. I wear them. I do. I wear them all. But I don't have a blazer and then a puff jacket because puff jackets are in. I'm like, when am I going to wear a puff jacket? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You might. And that's great. That's great for you. But that's the point. Know what works for you. And the beauty of the pieces on my line are that they are, I think of them as like, they're like the base of a meal before you put the seasonings on. And it's like, depending on how you season it, you can make it any style you want. So my suit, I talked about the model who walked around without a shirt under. If you are that model. (laughs) Totally. If you're not, you're going to wear my girlfriend shirt under it. And the girlfriend shirt is just that classic. But what the problem is, is that they're not all created the same. And I was very conscious of to make it more flattering. So a lot of people call it a boyfriend shirt. And I specifically call it the girlfriend shirt because I find boyfriend shirts to be very sloppy and oversized, right? Oversized. And I don't find them flattering on most people, even if you are skinny and, you know, six, five, like 
I still think you would look better in a slightly shaped, again, not fitted. Shape to your body has a little bit of a curve built into it. And then it hits you at just the right place. Sometimes they're so long. And then you try to tuck them in. And then I see there's like 50 videos out there about how to like tuck in or tie uh, the basic white shirt. Like, why don't you just buy one that fits? Right. Because then you can tuck it in no problem. (laughs) So true. So somebody that's like overwhelmed with this process can be like me, right? But where's like the place they can start? Like what are some tangible things they can start with? Okay. So the first thing that I would say is whether you work with a stylist or not, right? You need to figure out who you are and what reflects like how you want to present in the world. So for me, it was a combination of certain brands that I liked. And then also, you know, we're all on social media. There are a million girls wearing clothing, you know, and, and, and it's finding the look that you gravitate towards, but understand how it fits into your life. So, you know, I, I, I go to an office every day. So for me, suiting separates work out really great. I could love leggings, but I'm not going to wear them. On the other side of that, if I were a yoga instructor, I would probably pick different pieces. I'd probably still do a blazer, but I'd probably be pairing it differently. So it's it's understanding where you want to go. And sometimes you need an outside person. Definitely. Definitely true. You know what it is? We pigeonhole ourselves too. And you would think I know what I'm doing and which I do. But sometimes I like going to like an anthropology or, you know, any store where you have people who actually take an interest in what you're putting on, like a great boutique, like I, like in California, that great boutique. Sometimes I like when they just throw stuff in because I would never, and sometimes it's good. So we, I think we do that with everything, right? We pigeonhole ourselves. Oh, I, I could never possibly do that. Or it's like the imposter syndrome or sometimes it's really good to see how other people envision us too without our own limitations. So that's where I feel like a stylist comes in handy. It's not necessarily that they always know more than you. It's that they are looking at you with a fresh lens and they're not pigeonholing you the way you are. Right. I love that. So pick, like pretend, you know, that you could look like anybody in the world, right? And you could dress like anybody. What would that be? I'm very weird about comfort. As much as like I'm not wearing stretchy pants and, you know, Crocs, I still want things that are comfortable, not too fitted, not too structured, not too. I might look great in a structured blazer. Structure is great. I will never wear it because I will always feel constricted. So like my my blazer is very specifically structured in, in how it's designed. But, you know, when you put it on. It's very comfortable. You don't feel confined. It's not boxy. Like I've had, right. So true. You know, but there are people who that doesn't bother. So it's really understanding what look you want. What about it? You, you gravitate towards. There are some people who, and I'm pretty boring as I wear black. Some people who I will see, especially when I go to the gift shows, when I'm there um, with my day job and especially some older women, which is like, it's amazing. And they are funkadelic. Like they are like with all the big jewelry and the loud pants 
and a little bling and a whatever, but it actually is cool. Like it's edgy. Pull it off, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Totally. And I feel like I would do them a great disservice if I put them in a black suit. You know, that just doesn't, it doesn't work for them. And it's, you have to figure. Now, if you saw me in like big jewelry, you would laugh. It just doesn't suit me. So it's this understanding of, yes, how do you want to look? And then how are you going to make it so that it fits into your lifestyle and that it actually like is, it helps you in your daily life and doesn't make it harder. So can you wear it day to dinner? Are you somebody, are you a mom? Are you a working mom like you, where you might have to run out of the house every day and, you know, you might be working behind your computer and then you have to go out to these networking things. Well, how can you be comfortable? Okay, maybe I'll throw on a blazer and I'll change my sneakers into heels and then I'm I'm ready to go. Golden. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Simple, but like little changes make big, big strides. 100%. And don't forget about this. I know. I, I just did a video, which is funny that I just did the video, but there's two components to how you look and to fashion. Um, and it's your like hair and makeup, which I consider like beauty. And then it's your wardrobe and accessories. And those things have to match. Like they have to fit a certain lifestyle. And, you know, um, one of the things that got cut out of the video, but it's true, is that you might love a short, sassy cut. And I will tell you, my hair is very thick. Whenever I cut it short, it takes me more time. I don't end up loving it. And it's actually more work. Well, as much as that's really cute on somebody to fit it into my lifestyle, what I might need to do is a modified version. Maybe I'm not going as short. Maybe I'm going shoulder length and I'm cutting a couple inches off and then I can still style it. So you you have to be practical too um, when you're making these decisions and you have to take that into consideration um, when, you're, when you're choosing your style and make sure that that's kind of going along for the ride, you know, that it also suits your look. I also think like just overall, this boosts your confidence so much, like when you're aligned in how you look and like what you're wearing. And I mean, I, I see transformations in people and I feel like when I find things that I feel confident, I, like I feel like a transformed person. Like it's just amazing what it can do for you. It's crazy. And you know, it's, it's funny because a lot of people say like how others perceive you, right? When you, when you put on a suit or whatever. And there was this Forbes article about it. Um, I think it was from 2017. And they were talking about, it's not only how others perceive you, it's how you perceive yourself in that. So like they had, like they had people who were, who were going to school, like um, they were going to be doctors and they had them put the white coat on and immediately they felt more important and they made, they, they were more thoughtful in their decisions. Like it's not even just how you feel, like it changes your behavior. So it's, it, it is really important. And for me, what it did was when I learned to lean on myself and say, I know what looks best on me and be comfortable in my own style, I stopped looking outward. I don't really get embarrassed. I don't really care so much what other people think. It's, it's all for me. And that changes your perception too. Like I look at, you know, trends because I think it's interesting. And sometimes there's an update, like these, these little shoulders, right? I love them. So that was kind of cool when that became like a thing. Cause I was like, oh, that's interesting. And that fits with my look. And so I can incorporate it. So I, I keep track, but I don't, you know, like 
don't don't tell me that flannel shirts are out. It, you know, somebody might love a good flannel. And if you, you know, if you do a cute flannel with like a sweater and like, um, like leather pants and cute booties, you're going to look great. Like, don't let somebody rain on your parade because, you know, somebody in an office somewhere in New York says it's not fashionable because they're all different levels of that. You know, there are flannels and then there are flannels. There are these big Ophi things or whatever. And then there's maybe some more delicate. So as many times as I see somebody call out something that's out, I will then see a star or I'll see an actress or I'll see somebody on Instagram. And looking amazing, right? So who cares? Yes. I love it. I feel like you're putting such great like territory around stop putting stigmas around fashion. I like feel so inspired by that. Because I really feel like people put so much stigma around it. Like, just to your point, it could be like the fall and the flannels aren't until wintertime. Who created that rule? Like, <laughs> right? Like, no, who knows? Right. It was like, I'm going after Labor Day. Oh, but now it's okay because white's cool. And what kind of white? Is it ivory or is it a white white? Or like, I don't know, whatever like works works for you. So yeah, that is, I mean, my goal is because I wasted so much money and so much time chasing rather than just understanding myself. And I think that's, you can apply that to every single thing. You can follow a diet, right? But if it doesn't align with your lifestyle, you're never going to stick to it and you're never going to keep the weight off. I think the goal in life is to figure out who you are and then, you know, align everything accordingly. So yeah, that was, that was my, it was a revelation that I feel like I keep singing from the rooftops, which is weird for somebody who's a stylist. I think because so many stylists are all about the current trends, but the classics don't change. Diane von Furstenberg has been doing a wrap dress for, you know, how many years? Like like, it came out in like the seventies, like, and everybody still loves it because we're on like every season. Like it's just, I love it. That's such a good point. I, yeah. I love, I'm inspired by this conversation because I think just, I, I really do. I think so many stigmas are put on in every industry, not even just fashion, but I think like with the fashion realm, it's day in and day out. It's what, what are you wearing? How are you showing up? Right. And I think that it's so important. Like, so do you feel in your life, do you show up the same way, like in terms of your wardrobe professionally and personally the same way, or do you actually feel like you lay unlayer? over like when it comes to your personal okay so it's really like I I have a certain way it used to be worse like I remember going to the hospital once and my boss had to come because my husband wasn't around and she came to pick me up and she's like you're the only one I know who and I literally it was in the morning like I had spent the night uncomfortable so I knew I was going there you're the only one I know who's going to go to the hospital in these like cute little booties and you know, whatever. Like I I would wear sneakers and people would be like, are you kidding me? Like I've never seen you in sneakers. But that being said, you've seen my closet. I am actually like a sneaker fiend. Like I love sneakers. And my favorite thing to do in the world is come home and put on my sweatpants, my t-shirt, my sweatshirt. None of it matches. None of it, like, like you you would think I like dug it out of the garbage, like behind, like, yeah, like out of a dumpster. Like it is like, I mean, they're nice sweats, but you know, there's just there. I, I love that at night. But when I go out, even if I'm going to, you know, I might be more relaxed, but even if I'm going to get like a massage or whatever, I dress appropriately, 
but I always dress in a way that if somebody, if somebody met up with me, I wouldn't be embarrassed for how I was. Does that make sense? Oh, that's like really good. Like, thank you. Cause I think people feel like, you know, do I have to show myself in two different ways? Right. And I think you see that a lot. I really, that's awesome. Right. Like sometimes that's very cool to be able to do. Um, I was a runner. And so there, there was a point in time because I was, I was running marathons that I did feel a little bit splintered because I I could not be because I'm, I'm running 20 miles and whatever. So I'm spending more time in like my leggings and leggings. Right. Exactly. But I still made it cute and I probably would not go food shopping that way. (laughs) Although I think that would probably be a cute food shopping outfit. It might be cute if I did it cute. If I I can, I'd find a way to like do it cute, but yeah. I really think so. Okay. So before we close out, can you talk about transitional pieces now that we're heading into the fall? Yes. So one of the best, 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 best parts of good rope, and it doesn't have to be good rope, but when you seek this out, so there are a lot of different fabrics. And sometimes you'll see like wool in the fall. Um, You'll see my thing is that if you can have pieces, your base core pieces that are somewhat seasonless and then layer onto it. Um, So let's say that you did, you know, say you had a suit, right? In the summer, you might be wearing a short sleeve shirt with those pants, right? You might not even wear the blazer. Well, then it's starting to get a little bit cooler out. So what you're probably going to do is you might wear the girlfriend shirt with it. Then you might put the blazer on. Maybe as it gets colder, you wear a turtleneck with the suit. So it's really about these layering pieces. Um, But if you can find a way to lean on the basics that are seasonless fabrics that aren't like heavy, heavy wool that come, you know, May, you're like, I can't, I can't wear these. Then you're going to get a lot of more versatility. And I'll be honest, like, I want to do a post about how like here in New England, it's like we go from, you know, summer to fall, back to summer, maybe to spring. And so you, what are you going to change your wardrobe like every time? No, it's it's finding a way. So for me, it's more about layering more sweaters and turtlenecks probably into the mix for fall. Um, and definitely my favorite part is is layering in like different shoes. That's, you know, like, so like I, I lo- we have this this dress, the shapeshifter. And I'm gonna say, like, say any dress. We've got like this the even the wrap star. It happens to be short sleeve. So you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna put a blazer over it. But in the summer, you're wearing that with heels. Now for fall, what you're gonna do is you're gonna wear tights and you're gonna wear your tall boots and you're gonna put a coat over it. It's really just about how you're styling it and it's how you're layering on. Um, and I'm gonna tell you this too, because this always happens to me. If you do go to an office or maybe school, the other thing I found is that I'm always in opposite seasons in my office, which is why layers are also good. So they heat up the office in fall and winter because it's cold outside. So I'm always like, like I'm like wearing the barest thing because I am boiling in the office. Whereas in the summer, they've got it freezing cold, the air conditioner. So you know, again, the more you can have pieces that you layer on or take off. So for me, the the, the biggest investment I make in fall is always going to be sweaters. I love a good sweater. They're great with like dress pants. They're great with jeans. And then it's putting on like a high boot. It's, you know, adding, you know, a jacket or wearing a turtleneck and then layering that all together and then being able to take a piece of that on and off. 
Love that. So it's just like accessorizing your outfit kind of, right? Because I mean, you're accessorizing your basic pieces. Yes. I came up with like this saying and it's like you pick your base, you pick your vibe, and then you accessorize. Right. Love it. Love that phrase. So it's like, okay, here's like my, you know, I want to wear jeans. Let's say jeans is the base of, of the outfit. So here's your base is that. Well, what's my vibe? Am I feeling edgy? Am I going to put a leather jacket on? Am I am I feeling, you know, cozy? Am I going to put on, you know, a long sweater or a tunic? You know, so those are the like, what's your vibe, right? I'm going, I'm going to this, you know, I'm sitting around a fire. Like, you're going to not want to wear, like, you're not going to be dressy. You're going to put on a turtleneck or whatever. And then once you key in on that, then it's how do you accessorize it? Oh, so then it's easy. I know. I just like the fun terms, though. It makes it like more fun to like put it together. I like that. I think you're very creative. Your vibe is important because that's the part we forget. That's where the fun is. That's where your personality is. So true. And that's the importance of learning your style, right? Like what is the vibe you're going for? It might not be somebody else's, but it's yours. Right. Like if you're not an edgy person and you buy like leather pants and, you know, whatever, you might look great in them, but if you're uncomfortable and it doesn't reflect who you are, you're you're going to be uncomfortable wearing them and then you're going to be weird in them. And you're not going to grab that. You know what happens to me is when I buy those, it's like my body shuns them. It's like when I buy those pieces that just don't work with me, it's just like every time I go to put it on, you know those pieces, like if you're ever cleaning out, you're like, oh, I never wore that. And then you put it on and you're like, oh, that looks great. But for whatever reason. Totally. Definitely. I don't gravitate. Yep. Get rid of it. There's a reason you're not gravitating to it. It's just not your vibe. Get it gone. Amazing. So because this is still going to be live in September, you have your September sale. Yes. So yeah, so um, the, the It Suits You sale. So everybody's back to school, but I feel like we're back to suits. I'm calling it suits, but it's really just some dressy components. And it's really hot right now. Like I've seen a few companies come out. Now we show them as suitable, but obviously they're all separate. So you can buy separates, but we're 40% off the whole entire I kind of wanted to do like this. I don't think anybody up here knows, but there's this like guy, Crazy Eddie on Long Island when I was growing up and he'd be like, our sales are insane. And so anybody who tries on my product loves it and they keep coming back. Like I look at that. I'm like, oh, look, this person came and bought again. And it's telling me that my product is really good. So I really wanted to offer this like deal that you can't like say no to. Try a piece, try, you know, if, if you want to do a capsule, because we do have preset capsules that make it easy for you. If you're not really good at putting stuff together, that is a great base that you can mix and match with your whole wardrobe. Great. If not, buy a cami, buy a, buy a blazer, and then see how you like it. So we're trying to let everybody, you know, at least try something because we know once they try it, they're going to come back. For sure. And I am a testament of this. So that is true to you, audience listeners. <laughs> The white blazer, I think, is one of my favorite pieces. I am obsessed with that. Absolutely obsessed. It's so good in it. Love it. I love that with your with the blue um, girlfriend. Blue girlfriend, me too. Me too. I love that shirt too. I should have probably. <laughs> you. Yeah. Well, Jen, you're amazing. Can you share with everyone how they can follow you on socials and get in touch for some styling help or fashion marketing? Yes. Yes. You know, I always forget to offer up that I work with people one-on-one. Um, so yeah, that would be awesome. You can message me. I'm on Instagram, 
you can go under Jennifer Casera because I'm there that way personally. Um, but Good Robe & Co. It's at Good Robe & Co. on Instagram. It's Good Robe & Co. on Facebook as well. And it's Good Robe & Co. on TikTok. Our yep. website is goodrobeandco.com. Perfect. And definitely follow Jen on her personal Instagram because she explores a lot of amazing food and adventures with her husband and it's fun to watch. So I have to share that too. <laughs> and you're amazing. Thank you for coming on today. This was so awesome. You were so awesome. I always forget that we're like doing a uh, a podcast. When yeah, we have a lot of fun. It's super authentic <laughs> and I love it. I hope everybody learned something today. Thank you so much for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene. And stay tuned for who's next on Scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.